He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. Exactly 20 after 8. Good morning, Pierre. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you today? How was your weekend? Oh, not too bad. And uh, I guess uh, part of it had to do with it was a better weekend for the Habs. Hey, Pierre? It was a fantastic weekend. Well, fantastic may be a big of a word, but yeah. it was it was a great uh, it was a great weekend. I mean, four points out of four is, is certainly the result you expect you you want as a hockey player. Uh, not necessarily the result you expect, but the result you want. But what I like, Terry, and I guess that we should focus on that for the next ten minutes, is, is the way that the Habs were able to uh, to to rack up those four points. I think there were lots and lots of good things to talk about to talk about individually and collectively as well. Yeah, it was uplifting, and I think it was uplifting uh, for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned to me in your note, but other other guys in the media also mentioned. Uh, you know, some of the things that I read from Jack Todd and across uh, across Twitter that everybody pointed out the young players seemed to breathe new life into the team this weekend. Yeah, they did. They really did, Terry. And uh, it, it's um, it's interesting when we learned about uh, Shea Weber's uh, absence because of injury. And of course, we all know the other uh, injured players, uh, the forwards that are missing. And they're all veterans and they're all forwards playing a key role with the team. Well, you have to rely at some point on your younger players uh, to fill the void. Uh, and, and so... It, what, what's interesting is that whether those young players play a key role in the offense or whether they are labeled role players or supporting cast, well, they all did a great job, uh, starting with Nick Suzuki, uh, who, by the way, Terry, is really picking up uh, speed and, and performance and confidence, I would say, at the encouraging right time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. A, couple, a couple of weeks before playoffs. Uh, the other player that actually has been playing so well since he was uh, cut off the roster for a couple of games um, a couple of weeks ago is uh, Jake Evans. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're, we're, we're realizing his potential. Uh, he admitted in an interview uh, I've done with him last week that it made him see the game a different way. It was a positive uh, step back from, from the ice surface. He could see the game from a distance. He could def- reflect upon things. He could he could he could get hungrier and bring a higher level of competitiveness uh, to the team. And he played a huge role uh, this weekend. And of course, <laughs> I kept him for last. Yeah. How about Cole Caulfield? <laughs> yeah. Talk talk about energy and enthusiasm. Isn't he something? It it's really something, and I wish you would have been with us at Lantichambre on Saturday because we watched the overtime from the set, right? Because yeah. we want to be on the air as as quick as possible after the game. And uh, before OT started, I said to Vinny Danfus and PJ uh, and to Denis Gauthier, I said, "You know what, guys? I have this feeling that Cole Caulfield <laughs> is going to score the winner <laughs> on on a Jake Evans setup." Now it wasn't Jake Evans. Uh, doing the, the the overall setup, it was Jeff Petrie, but uh, I was I was happy that my yeah. my prediction actually materialized. But it was more than a feeling, Terry. I saw him turn around and and go around his first goal so often 
uh, on Friday night and on Saturday as well, I just had this feeling that uh, that could be the way the game could end. And it's the, and that's the happy way the game ended on Saturday. You really, uh, what's really been surprising and wonderfully surprising is he just doesn't seem intimidated at all. He just, he seems so um, at, he's, there's a, a, a level of comfort with him in the transition from you know playing at a lower level into the big leagues, it, it's like he, it's like he was he was born to be here. And you know what, Terry, I'm glad you bring that up because we we discussed about that uh, among us uh, on Saturday, and it's always a great reference for me, right? You got PJ and you got uh, Vincent and you yeah. got Denis uh, Gauthier. Uh, there there are probably many reasons for that. Uh, first of all, I think that his overall physical development uh, is is well done. I'm not saying it's done forever because when you're in your early 20s, you still you still grow, you still develop a little bit. But I think that in his case, most of the most of the uh, the progress is done. And Denis Gauthier told me that a lot of it comes from the uh, the college program now in the United States. Mm. Uh, it, 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 the, the, the development of young players in, in the in the U.S. has made major strides, Terry, from the under-17 level all the way up to the under-20 and then to the college level. And he says it brings physical uh, 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 maturity, but also, uh, but also a lot of uh, maturity in terms of self-confidence. And as you know, and as you probably saw some excerpts from games uh, among the, the, the big universities, uh, in this case, Wisconsin, uh, you can see that uh, the level of play is really high, Terry. And it's, it's, it's tough scoring goals in the NCAA. And he did that 30 times <laughs> last wow. year. You, you bring on board the, hobby, the Hobie Baker trophy. Uh, so all those things probably make him fit for the NHL. I mean, the sample is small, but he looks... For, as far as I'm concerned, and probably your opinion too, yeah, he's mature enough for the NHL for sure. Absolutely. He doesn't look out of place in any way, shape, or form. And I know Habs fans everywhere must have been groaning after the Habs gave up the first goal. Um, <laughs> but but a nice turnaround. It, we, they, if for the first time in a long time, it, would, it didn't mean the end of the Habs. Finally. Can Finally, you believe it? yeah. Twice, and twice this yeah. weekend. So they had only two wins giving up the first goal. Uh, going into the weekend, and they won they, they they won both games on the weekend. Uh, after well, first of all, after giving up the first goal, but also after trailing by two. Uh, so lots of character and lots of and Dominic Duchamp said, we talked about it so much. We talked about the fact that there are no reasons in the world that you automatically gonna lose a game after giving up the first goal. There's still a long time to go. And it seems that the players are buying now the concept, and uh, they did they did very well uh, on that front as well. The timing of this could be pretty nice, eh, Pierre, with uh, some of the injured players maybe coming back in the next week or so, and the, the younger players starting to gel and find their feet under them, and the playoffs just around the corner. Yeah, and uh, the sooner you make it officially to the playoffs, the better you can you can juggle a little bit. Of course, always. Uh, taking into consideration the salary cap, of course, and all the uh, all the uh, uh, the other factors uh, like waivers and all that. But if you can juggle a little bit and give a little rest to uh, here and there to a veteran, have a younger player on board, 
and be fresh and ready to go for the playoffs, uh, well, the sooner the better, of course. Um, and it's a busy week. We got uh, Leafs tonight. Leafs, Sens, and Leafs. It sounds just like this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Leafs again next Saturday. Oh boy! So okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 a big week, and it's uh, the last road trip this week actually. So it's going to be in Ottawa on Wednesday, in Toronto on uh, on Thursday and Saturday, and then it's back here the week after, which was not not supposed to be for two games against the Oilers because uh, of the, uh, of course, because of the pandemic, uh, the schedule had to be reshuffled and extended uh, in the second week uh, of May. So uh, tonight the Leafs are in town. Uh, it's um, what, I'm, what, what I'm expecting and what I'm anxious to see, regardless of the outcome tonight, you, you, we all know how good the Leafs are, but I, I'm just uh, anxious to see if we're going to get the same type of energy the same type of, of competitiveness that we've seen the last two games. And yesterday was a big break for the team. It was a day off. It was a day away from the, uh, from the rink, from the media responsibilities. So uh, the expectations for at least a good game, good level of competition uh, is, is right there and very uh, genuine this morning as we speak, Terry. Jake Allen tonight? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, although although Caden Primo looked yeah. very good on, on Saturday, uh, I think that Jake Allen has to go, and you may see, you will absolutely see Caden Primo one of the two games this week, unless Carey Price is ready to go. Uh, apparently, he's close to coming back uh, skating uh, with the uh, with the teammates, but I don't think he's going to be ready uh, early part of this week at least. Let's quickly turn to uh, Portugal, uh, Pierre. It's uh, sounding very familiar. Uh, Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton, although you said he had to battle hard to clinch yeah. the race. And uh, um, what do you think is going on with uh, with uh, Aston Martin? What is happening with the team that has invested so much money in that brand? Yeah, okay. Well, let's start with Lewis, who uh, actually gave up a second position at the start because of a, because of a great uh, start and a great fight. Uh, but after the, the race was uh, uh, actually under yellow, uh, because of a Kimi Raikkonen incident at the restart of the race. Uh, he ended up in third position and uh, had to fight uh, Max Verstappen and then fight his own teammate. Wow. Just a brilliant pass from the outside on Valtteri Bottas, his teammate. So it was a very deserving win for Lewis Hamilton. And as, and as you said correctly, he had really to fight for it this time. Uh, as far as Aston Martin is concerned, the main problem, Terry, and what is scary, that it's, it's going to be tough to correct that problem. It's a conception problem. Mm. It's a design problem. The car has a higher rake, a higher angle of attack, as we say in, in flying, at the back. This is the Mercedes approach, right? right? As opposed to the Red Bull approach, who has a very lower, much lower rake at the uh, rear end. And because of the new aerodynamic rules this year, this is a bigger concern. This is a bigger factor and a very tough approach to correct this season. So you have to find, um, you have to find indirect ways to go around the problem. Mercedes is working on that pretty well. It seems that Aston Martin hasn't done that, uh, that progress yet. So you have to hope that they find at least a partial solution because basically at the rear end of it, the car is tough and tough and tough to drive right now. 
And it's it's a problem for Lance, but it's a problem also for Sebastian Vettel. Game time tonight, 7 o'clock? Yes, we like those 7 o'clock. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. I'll be in front of my TV. All right, thanks so much, Pierre, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning about the result.